Hello, everyone, and welcome to Objective Health. In well, in fact, before I talk about what we're going to speak about today, uh, first of all, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone. This is our first show of the year, um, and I it was a very interesting year. Twenty twenty was, and I think that it's probably going to be a very interesting year. Twenty twenty one. So we've got lots of. Um, <laughs> Lots to look forward to, I think. Uh, so my name's, I'm, I'm your host today. My name is Elliot and join with me in the virtual studio. I have Doug, I have Erica and Damien is on the wheels of steel. Welcome. Hello. Right. Okay. So in today's show, as we've been speaking about probably for the majority of the past year, we are going to be talking more about some of the crazy shenanigans of the uh, authorities and we're going to be looking at some of the um some of the new developments that are coming out of the coronavirus and and what the government are proposing uh we'll be looking at some of the so-called experts what the experts are saying about what we can expect to see in the near future with regards to the so-called pandemic um and just some of the crazy stuff that's going on around the world so to start off the show there was a very interesting article um come out yesterday published on rt if i can find it it is talking about a new bill that has been proposed. Um, I can't see the article at the moment. Let me just get it up here. And it's called COVID camps on the way. Proposed New York law suggests putting disease carriers in detention centers. So what this article explains is um, a, a, a bill which has been proposed by a Democratic member of the New York State Assembly. His name is Nick Perry. Um, the bill is called A416, and it calls for the removal and or detention of individuals who are identified as a case, contact, or carrier of a contagious disease. So here, this is with a primary focus on covid um, such a person or group of persons shall be detained in a medical facility or other appropriate facility or premises. So what this law apparently allows the governor or health official to do is to approve detention centers. Um, and so the authorities will lawfully or legally have the right to come and identify you if they think that you have been that you have the disease or that you've been in contact with someone that, with the disease. If they have reason to believe that, then they can come and legally uh, detain you within a detention center. I'm not sure for how long uh, the details have probably not been fleshed out just yet. Uh, but again, I mean, this is pretty uh, Orwellian. Um, yeah. And this is the kind of thing that is, uh, <laughs> Is in in our nightmares, so to speak. This is more of a horror story. If if the government now has or is going to have the ability to detain you, um, then again, um, that's not going to be good for the overall uh, population. For sure. You know what's crazy? 
<clears throat> do you remember like a few years ago when everybody was talking about FEMA camps? How there were these like mm-hmm. FEMA camps being set up in various places in the U.S. And, you know, we all thought we were going to be like shipped off, like dissenters are going to be shipped off to camps. Well, it's actually here. Like they're mm-hmm. actually proposing. And the fact of the matter is, if you, it's like it's people who have it or anybody who's in contact with someone who has it. That's pretty much everybody. I mean, you know, they can, you, you can't, that's, that's basically their way of saying we can put anybody in these camps that we want to. Um, because, you know, how widespread it is, everybody is going to be in contact, you know. Anyway, I just think that, that this seems like, the, uh, like you said, Elliot, it's the thing of our nightmares essentially coming true. It doesn't get more Orwellian than this. No, it really doesn't. And and I mean, it's interesting you mentioned that the FEMA camps. I mean, that was decades ago, right? That that was a focus of, of the conspiracy websites, particularly Alex Jones and mm-hmm. and some of the documentaries that were made kind of in the 2000s about the um, about the FEMA camps potentially being set up and, and used in the future as, as a way to detain undesirables. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyone who who um, who was you know, questioning the agenda or deemed undesirable by by the authorities. And at that point, it was kind of very difficult to conceptualize a situation that might allow for something like this to occur. Yeah. And I've been thinking this recently, you know, uh, as we enter into this new year, I like to um, rerun over the previous year and, and kind of piece together all of the things that have gone on to try to understand it a little bit better. And um, it, it occurred to me that we are really ripe for a situation where these detention centers or these FEMA camps could be very well used. And we would have, I think, uh, a, a good portion of the general population to accept something like that as well. Mm-hmm. This virus or this scandemic, scandemic, plandemic, whatever you want to call it, this fake virus or this uh, fake pandemic uh, has has really set the stage for um, for massive uh, sh- uh, massive stripping of individual rights, right? The destruction of individual freedoms of rights, and actually, um, so many people are scared uh, in within the um, or among the general population that that I think at this point people would many people would not bat an eyelid at the mm-hmm. idea of detaining people who who had COVID. In, in an effort to um, to protect society, to protect the vulnerable, to protect the elderly, right? Uh, because that's no doubt what this uh, how how this will be marketed to to the people. Yeah. Well, it's- and it's interesting too that it happens in New York, right? So the U.S. tends to set a precedence, and it seems California and New York are really good examples of West and East Coast control. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, New York was one of the first states, aside from California, to ban children that aren't vaccinated in schools. So you see this slow setup and slow, like I've been calling it soft totalitarianism because, you know, they start with the you can't go the curfews or you can't go to your family and we're going to give you a fine. It's a misdemeanor. And so very soft and slowly people are being corralled into this mindset. So as you said, Elliot, it makes perfect sense that people are like, well, it's for your own good. You know, it's for public health. That's the big misnomer in all this. It's for public health. 
I mean, we've all watched enough dystopian movies to see what the potential camps are going to look like. And, you know, who's to say, as you said, Doug, that it's not going to be dissenters as well. You know, I mean, oh, your neighbor said you coughed. You know, that's all it's going to take. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's really creepy. But I'm realizing that most people probably aren't seeing it that way. Unless you've been down that rabbit hole for many years, like we have, you're not seeing the slow stripping away, slipping away of every aspect of your private life. Yeah. That doesn't even get into the whole track and trace thing. So, well, speaking yeah, this, of which, <laughs> sorry, well, this, go ahead. This, this is what it's starting to look like, right? Is that many of these, um, these new, um, developments, let's say, these gradual stripping away of, of, of individual freedoms, individual rights, in, invading on people's privacy. It's done in the name of public health, but ultimately anyone with eyes to see can see that this is a facade, right? It's got absolutely nothing to do with public health because the virus itself is... <laughs> It's 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 a nothing burger, right? The virus itself, the death rate is is phenomenally low. Um, so really, it has it has very little to do with public health. And and in that case, I think that um, this would be implemented under the guise of public health. But in fact, they would make use of this kind of situation. Uh, in 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 uh, what I'm trying to say is is at first it may be people who are contagious or who have a virus or have a cough or whatever put into these camps. But I don't think that would go on for very long. I think that they would start very quickly identifying. They've probably already got lists of the uh, uh, undesirables, right? Of the, 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 the potential threats um, in, in society, anyone who speaks their mind, anyone who has differing viewpoints um, and is considered dangerous to this kind of authoritarian or totalitarian regime or whatever it is. Um, and, and I think that they would quite, quite, quite swiftly begin um, locking people up f simply for having a, a, a different opinion. And that's when it really gets dangerous. Mm -hmm. So we must uh, always remember that oftentimes what they say and what they do uh what they do often has nothing to do, nothing to do with what they say. Right. Yeah. And, and actually we have to try to look at their actions because their actions speak a lot louder than their words. Um, so yes. The, the other thing, well, another thing that's kind of like a conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory gone uh, real is the whole immunity passport thing. Uh, I remember when people first started talking about those things and everybody's like, Oh, that's crazy. That's never going to happen. Why would they do something like that? But the implementation of um, vaccine certificates or immunity passports or whatever you want to call them, these track and trace programs, they're alive and well. And it's actually, it's happening. And essentially, um, already there have been uh, plans coming together amongst different countries and airlines, uh, travel, um, basically just saying that you're going to need to have a vaccine and be able to show this document, whatever form it takes, um, to be able to travel anywhere, to be able to leave your house. I mean, some countries have even been talking about using it to get on public transit, like public transit. Like you can't get to work if you don't have a vaccine or have a, a passport that says that you're immune. I don't know. 
maybe it would be that you've been tested recently or something like that and that you're negative but i have a feeling it's going to be like if if you don't get the jab you're not you're not going anywhere you're not leaving your house you're not leaving the camp yeah and this 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 was originally um con- conspiracy talk right but actually over the past couple of months we've seen ever so, ever so gradually this being drip fed into the the um the more common publications or um, the more mainstream media outlets, right? So the Independent, the Tech Times, all of these other kinds of reputable sources of of, of journalism, um, they are beginning to talk about this. And I think gradually, ever ever so gradually, um, this year people are, are are becoming desensitized to the idea, and they're probably starting to believe that it's a good thing. So Ireland has um, recently, mid December. There was an article um, published in The Independent, which um, is titled, Ireland considers Corona vaccine IDs, those without will suffer restrictions. Uh, so exactly what you're saying, Doug, is <laughs> that ultimately um, there are systems in place now being developed by some of these tech companies, which are basically like apps. Um, and these, this is where you would upload your medical records. This is where you upload your uh, vaccine passport or your vaccine certificate or something. Um, and this is uh, being considered by governments as, 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 as a prerequisite to re- resuming your activity in society, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to go on public transport, like you said, you want to go to your job. If you want to work your job and earn money to feed your family, you need to have the vaccine. It's not only that. Um, I mean, obviously, it's going to um, going to uh, be applicable to international air travel. So, I think you can probably kiss goodbye to going on holidays. I think that that's a thing of the past. Personally, if you don't have a vaccine, um, and yeah, it's it, it's a very real situation that we're dealing with. They they're not they're not they're not holding back on this i think it's 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 going to be very soon that we do start seeing this being implemented um children will probably need it to go to school all healthcare care workers will probably require it to work the jobs um i think that's probably just going to be the start um they would if they would like they would like everyone to comply with this and that is their aims and even then even then, I mean, you've got, you've got a doctor, like a, a media doctor on um, an MSNBC. His name is Dr. Gupta. And uh, in one of the interviews in December, he even said that even if you have both, um, both vaccines, so you get the first round and the second round, even if you have both rounds of the vaccine, that still does not mean that you should be traveling. And that also does not mean that you're liberated from wearing masks. Yeah. Um, so, so basically what they're saying is that even if you do get the vaccine, it doesn't matter because you still have to follow these stupid rules. Yeah. You're still not going to be able to go anywhere unless we tell you that you can go somewhere. And actually, the only time that you're going to be safe, the only time that you're going to be safe is when everyone else has had both rounds of the vaccine. So that is what their aim is. Their aim is to have everyone on on the planet or everyone as many people as possible being vaccinated with their vaccine passports with their um 
you know, documentation so that then, only then, will they be allowed to do what ordinary human beings should be able to do. Only then will things go back to normal. And until then, it means that they have to continue wearing masks, they should not travel, and they should probably stay locked down as well. So, hmm, um, it would seem at this point that people uh, are not going to be regaining their freedoms anytime soon. And that actually, um, until everyone's vaccinated, until Bill Gates and his cronies are pleased with the result, then um, we are going to continue to see our, sh- our freedoms being continually stripped away. Yeah. And there was a, another article on the Gateway Pundit, actually, that said then it's not it's called then it's not a vaccine crazy dr fauci said in october early covid vaccines will only prevent symptoms and not block the infection what so and it's basically similar to what you know dr gupta was saying uh that you know the vaccine doesn't actually stop you from getting an infection (laughs) the vaccine is um is uh only to uh mitigate symptoms it's like, well, what the hell? That 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 doesn't sound like a vaccine. I mean, the whole idea behind a vaccine is that you know you're exposed to some of the virus, and then um, your body has a defense against it. So if you do come into contact, it your body fights it off. You don't get an infection. And now he's saying, no, that's not the case. So I'm just I brought this up because it made me think that you know he's saying, well, it doesn't mean you're not going to still have to wear a mask, and it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to leave your house, or you know, we're not going to open up concerts and sporting events and all that kind of stuff you know just because there's a vaccine which of course was the way they sold it to us in the first place right the the vaccine oh just wait for the vaccine things will get back to normal after we have the vaccine now they're saying like no it's not going to get back to normal once we have the vaccine just get the vaccine and shut up well this has kind of been the mindset that i've had in the last couple of months is like so we now know that this is not about covid19 i mean this is not about a virus Right. This is this is about complete and total control. And one thing, and I don't know if you folks have seen it in Europe, but in the U.S., something that's happening that's very predictive of what's coming is this eliminating of all what they call touch points. So let's say you want to go to a restaurant if you can still go to a restaurant, if you're in a state that actually has restaurants open to the Mm -hmm. public. So they no longer offer menus anymore because it's a touch point, right? So they have on the table a little barcode that you can scan to read the menu. And they say on there, this is for your safety, not to mention it's green, right? So we're not wasting paper. We're not killing trees, but we are programming you to now do everything on your phone. So, you know, I don't have a smartphone. So I can I please have a paper menu? You know, this becomes the the place where you can say, yeah, I think I'm not going to opt into that. Right. Like, can mm-hmm. I please have a paper menu? But now you're seeing it everywhere. You're seeing it like the DMV. You're seeing it in any sort of banking situation. You know, cash is dirty. Now we're going to stop accepting cash at Whole Foods. You can see this this whole digital reality coming into play and it's slow and steady. I mean, if you know anything about programming children to do what you want, then you slowly start to take away these everyday things like a paper menu at a restaurant and you replace it with technology where now they have all the data of what you purchased, how much alcohol you drank, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's dark. I mean, at first I was like, it can't be that dark. Yeah, it's that dark. It's mm. really that dark. 
You remember maybe the beginning? that's what they mean. <laughs> remember at the beginning when the the this the you know the COVID thing first came around and they were telling everybody that they had to wash their groceries when they got them home. And that all seemed to kind of disappear after a while. Everybody's like, oh, no, okay. The, the touching thing isn't that big a deal, so don't worry too much about that. So now they're bringing it back and saying that there's these touch points that you have to avoid. Wow. Yeah. Because we're all walking bioweapons, see? And yeah. if you're not afraid of other people, then you might mistakenly have some sort of human contact that is – what I think is part of the biggest agenda is to just psychologically beat people down, you know, because if you're isolated, you're watching the news all the time, you're getting your information from a source that's obviously manipulated, um, then you don't have any human contact. You're much easier to slip into that. What I mean, what, what do we do the show on it, Doug, about torture? It's mm-hmm. torture. It's mm-hmm. just not, it's soft torture, just like soft totalitarianism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. I was um, I was reading an article. I can't find it now. I can't remember where it was. Not only, I mean, we went through the first wave, right? And then supposedly there was a second wave. And now I think it's Spain, Spain's health minister, I think it is, saying that actually the worst is yet to come and that we're anticipating a third wave, and Fauci has said that himself. He said that, yep, yeah, no, the worst is yet to come. So things are going to go a lot worse than where we're currently at. So it seems as though that there is no end in sight to this. They are going to continue to push. I mean, if you're in their position, right, you could theoretically, you could just keep on, you could keep on inventing waves right you could say ah well there's going to be a seventh wave Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's Mm going to be an eighth wave and each time each time you implement more controls you take away more freedoms and you break the the psyche the collective psyche of the population you break it down to such an extent where they're just in a position where they're utterly submissive right and there's always going to be some people who are not but I think so many people are sick of this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and they're so afraid that they are, they're rolling over on their backs um, and they, they're being broken down psychologically. I mean, we've spoken about this previously, right? It's, it's like torture. They, it, what they have done collectively over this past year is very similar. I mean, it fits many of the criteria of, of what would be termed psychological Torture, physical torture, emotional torture kind of thing. And so when you torture people for such a long period of time and you traumatize them, then they're more malleable, right? They're more malleable. And it seems as though the the ground is fairly ripe for um for for things just to, to continue to get worse. Um and it's very unfortunate, but but it looks as though they it looks as though it will. Yeah. Well, long pause. Long pause. <laughs> pause for thought. Uh, yeah. It's not uh, not really too much of a positive spin we could put on this. <laughs> Stay strong, people. Don't believe the hype. You know, I think that that's part of 
the whole agenda and the whole programming is that the more and more people who kind of fall in line, the more difficult it is for the people who are not falling in line. Um, because, you know, it's one thing when, you know, you and your friends are all like, yeah, this is all bullshit. But then as they start falling one by one, start falling in line, it starts to get tougher and tougher. And your fam- when your own family is, is on board, when your wife, or your parents, um, it becomes really hard to kind of stand your ground and like, and, and say, you know what, I know that this is nonsense and I'm not going to put up with it. I'm not suggesting you go out and break the law or like get yourself into any kind of trouble, but you know, stay true internally, stay true to what you know is true. Don't let them break you down. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would seem that, and the topic of the show today, it would seem that that is their primary agenda. It's not to maintain public health. We've discussed this. I mean, this is what our show has been for (laughs) these years, right? Is how to try to help your own health because the authorities don't care about your health. I mean, we've made that clear. They do not care about people's health in in a general way, right? And if they did, then we wouldn't have to do this show. (laughs) We'd be obsolete. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. It would be common knowledge, the stuff that we've spoken about for five, six years. (laughs) So, So ultimately, we have to ask the question. We have to continually kind of, yeah, ask the question, well, why? You know, why do they continue doing this? And 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 see through the words, because the words are confusing to the majority of people. Ultimately, their agenda is has nothing to do with public health. It is control. I think control is one part of it, that's for sure. Um and and yeah, when you see that, that can be difficult to square with. Um, especially if everyone around you is kind of thinking the exact opposite. But ultimately, if that's their goal to break you down and they need to break people down, if that's their goal, then staying internally strong is is a fairly good aim to have, I think. And it's an it's an attack on mental health as well. Mm -hmm. It's so so it's the isolation. It's the you know, you're the odd one out. But really, I think back to what you were both saying, like people deep down need to have faith and be bold and know if they feel they're being manipulated, they are being manipulated, you know, and back to this, this use of smartphone technology, we talked about it for years, you know, um, just start to resist like, no, I don't need the touchless app on my phone. I don't need, you know, I don't need all of these things that are quote unquote going to make your life more convenient because you're signing up for this digital surveillance of your life. I mean, every aspect of your life. And so right now I think we're in that window where we can still practice what little, rights we have left is to say, no, thank you. I think I'll opt out of the, uh, mm. you know, I'll just use my landline at home, you know, for those that know what that still is, you know, <laughs> the actual old phone. But, um, you know, right now we're all in a position where we don't have to sign up for these things. I mean, like, and you said travel, international travel could very well be a thing of the past for most of us. You know, uh, and that's a concerning thought. But are you willing to give up your body so you can fly on holiday? I mean, it sounds a little radical, but uh, I don't know. You know, we still have a window. I'm convinced. I'm the optimist on the show. Always. 
<laughs> I have to believe that they're, you know, that that this is this is a battle and it's a battle for your soul. You know, mm-hmm. it really is. And, uh, you know, do you do you want to what side do you want to be on? So not to get all high and mighty on that. End, <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems true. You know, it, that seems to be the case. And perhaps things will balance out at some point. Perhaps there will be some sort of a cleansing of some sort. Who knows? Uh, we can't really anticipate how that might play out, but maybe all things will be well. The question is, all things being well from a universal perspective, is that going to be the same from our perspective as human beings? You know, <laughs> these are big questions, <laughs> but probably not the topic of today's show. And, and if we on time, I mean, is there anything else we're coming up on our time today's show is there anything else that we haven't discussed anything that anyone wanted to add i have a feeling we'll see much more unfold each day that passes i mean i know that we all wake up in the morning and we read sot.net and we just almost fall out of our chair like the article that Elliot started with like oh my gosh well we talked about, I feel like we talked about this years ago and now here it is on the on the it's right out there and they're very honest about their machinations as far as I'm concerned it's pretty clear you know that they're they're letting the cat out of the bag for people who are paying attention to see so I don't know if that's a solution <laughs> okay then right well um, I think that that's the end of today's show. Uh, thank you to my co-host. Thanks to Damien. And um, thanks to myself, I guess. <laughs> tune, in, tune in next week and we'll be talking about something um, probably very similar. <laughs> equally disturbing. Be, yeah, equally disturbing. I think we're going to be talking about herd immunity mm-hmm. and how the definition of herd immunity might have changed since we last spoke. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, thanks to our listeners. If you like this video, you know, um, uh, subscribe, you can tune in. We're on Brighteon and library. So, uh, yeah, great. F- thanks for tuning in and see you next week. <laughs> Bye next everybody. Week. Bye. <laughs>